Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. everyone to another very exciting episode of path to podcast success i have a guest here with me today that i'm very excited to welcome to the show i think that this is going to be a pretty cool conversation so mallory nicole welcome to the podcast thank you for having me i'm excited to be here evan of course we're excited to have you <laughs> so i like to start off in the same place with all my guests and that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most they can out of this conversation so for those people go ahead and tell us what is it that you do mm-hmm. i primarily help six to eight figure business owners and their teams with mindset and application work. So a lot of people just focus on mindset. A lot of people just focus on the what to do. I try and blend both. And what that looks like is really helping people uncover and discover what the patterns in their behaviors, the ones that are working for them and the ones that are working against them, cleaning all of it up, putting it into application so they can set themselves up for decreased stress in their life, increase in profits if they're running a business, increased fulfillment, enjoy really being the best version of themselves. Cool. Because I think there's, I mean, you can't, you can't really have one without the other, right? You have to have the mindset piece under control, but you also have to actually know what you're doing because if you don't take action, then nothing happens. You know what I mean? So I think that's pretty awesome that you're kind of melding those two together. So how long have you been doing this for? I have been doing this for a little over five years. Wow. Okay, nice. Did you have any entrepreneurship or business experience before that? Or is this your first, uh, is this your first business? So I started out in health coaching and created a successful health coaching business, but it was very short lived. I, organically started talking about mindset principles and components that were important and interesting to me and the belief system that we carry and how it originates from certain parts of our childhood and our life and how it plays out into present day behaviors that may be impacting our kind of performance or feeling on the day to day. So I just naturally started talking about those things and the environments that I was spending time in because I was paying money to be in masterminds with people because I was growing my health coaching business and wanting to learn and grow, they were people that were just asking me if I could help them with the mindset stuff. And so I started taking on clients with the mindset work and then continued my education. I trained with someone for two years intensely on mindset work and emotional work, trauma work, all of that kind of thing to be a good coach. And so it began in the coaching realm and this just kind of developed into another type of coaching but it's all kind of blended together 
Okay, nice. And so I, I find that's oftentimes uh, the journey a lot of coaches face, right? Is, is you start in one thing and then people, and then, you know, as you grow a business and then you, you know, improve as a person, like the mindset work and everything that you're doing, it naturally kind of bleeds off into others and people notice, mm-hmm. you know, and people are like, okay, well, what'd you do with this? You see it a lot with people who've been on a health journey, you know, you like, you lose weight and everyone around you is like, oh, how did you do that? Or what did you do to lose weight? It's the same kind of thing. And so it's cool that you notice that and recognize it and decided to dive in and make that your thing um so i I think that's a really cool journey that you're on yeah it's been really really fun and you know we don't always know exactly how things are going to pan out but i think just listening to those nudges that we get and continuing to spend time on the things that bring us energy and that we're enjoying is you know the the most effective and important thing we could do a hundred percent a hundred percent so I'm curious, oftentimes as coaches, we teach what we most need to learn, right? So tell us a little bit more about the the mindset uh, struggles you're helping your clients with and have you yourself struggled with them in the past? Yeah, that's a great question. I think if you're a human being, you have struggled with or experienced, I like to use that word, you've experienced a range of emotions and a range of different patterns and behaviors that show up in your life. Um, No, I actually have not dealt with everything that all of my clients have dealt with. I don't think you have to in order to help somebody with the things that they're going through, because it's more about being a good coach and having the tools to help anybody where they're at than it is finding a particular pattern or behavior and only helping those people. You know, there's different ways that you can grow your business. Some people, for example, there's coaches out there that want to just focus on like, I help people with confidence and they've had their own confidence journey and that's what they want to do. They want to scale their business with confidence. But I cannot personally say that I've dealt with every single thing that my clients have experienced because I work with just such an array of people from different backgrounds, um, different life experiences and different good and bad things that they've gone through in their life. Uh, It's not all something I've been through, but are there mindset things that I've had to go through and have learned and will continue to absolutely anytime we're going through growth in our business or in our life there's typically an opportunity that shows up for us to improve as an individual to go through some type of deeper healing um you know releasing what is old and inviting in what is new all of that is definitely something that i've experienced i like to say that i'm a student of this work more than than anything because at the end of the day, it's it's life. You're going to have emotions that you're going to experience. You're going to have different seasons that may be more challenging than others. And we're all attuned to that. Exactly. And I think, too, as coaches and, and, and just the art of coaching, I mean, if even if you yourself as the coach haven't been through, you know, exactly the same situation that the client has, it's more about, I mean, oftentimes, you know, in, in coaching, or at least in good coaching anyway, the, the like, the person being coached, the client, like, oftentimes they kind of come to their own conclusions. The coach is really just someone to be there to, like, reflect ideas and to kind of open new doorways. And so, do you, do you agree with that? You know, I think... Uh, 
It depends. So I wouldn't say that I always fall into the category of coach either. I'm consulting mm-hmm. a lot of times because I have uh, business owners that would look to me more from a consulting perspective. I have clients that it's more coaching. And I think the most important thing is really defining the terms of the relationship in that moment in time in the conversation. I don't even necessarily mean at the beginning of a contract. I mean, in the actual work. So my clients know on a call if I'm showing up as coach or if I'm showing up as consultant or if I'm showing up as here's what I think you need to do and just laying it out there. Um, a good coach, absolutely. You are going to help people come to, to their own decisions and lead them to higher levels of thinking that they cannot get to on their own. And I think that a lot of people, you just develop skills over time and you've been working with different people for five, five, 10, 20 years, like some coaches have, it's inevitable that they're going to fall into the consultant role because of the knowledge that they've developed over time. And it's almost a disservice sometimes to hold that back and to not say, Hey, you know what, here's what I think you should do. Have you thought about this idea? That's not necessarily what a coach would do. A coach is more helping someone get to those, those decisions on their own. But I think both can be effective for different times and different seasons and different things that people are struggling with. Right. So I'm curious, a lot of coaches I've talked to slash consultants, right? A lot, a lot of business owners I've talked to who, who focus on, on this kind of work, you know, that mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of the time, it's like this, it's a huge, huge focus on mindset and the, the how is kind of not necessarily an afterthought because it is important, but it's really stressed that the mindset is like the most, most important thing. And the how is like the how will come like after you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, when you described what you did, you kind of uh, put them both forward on equal ground. So what is what are your thoughts as far as the the division between mindset and like the more concrete like actionable strategies taking that you need to take to grow a business like where do you draw that line that's such a good question and honestly that is something i've evolved in in my own time in coaching four years ago i would have answered this question differently and i think that goes back to like what are some things that you've learned and how have you grown and what's your evolution been like a long time ago, I would have said, yeah, it's all mindset. Mindset is the only thing that matters. You have to focus on mindset. Your subconscious programming is exactly what's leading you to the decisions you're making today. It was very much in that camp. I think it's a disservice to the fact that we have the ability every single day to put one foot in front of the other and take action. And the real reason people don't take action is most often because they're lacking clarity. And if we can drain the brain from whatever the noise is in their minds, and give them clarity and put it into application, they're so much more likely to move forward. So it's not always, you know, the old stuff, the trauma, the inner child stuff. I still focus on that stuff. Like, here's the thing. I still think it's really, really important. Is it the only thing that's important for a business, whether it's a one-person team or a hundred-person team to be successful? Absolutely not. There's so many other things or so many other things that need to be taken into account in order for a business to succeed. And I, I, I would say that I fall into what's called like objective optimism. I like to be really objective about the things that I'm working with when it comes to financials and team and growth and all of that kind of stuff. But I do also really focus on the mindset components because when we have head trash, it's so 
hard to make really good decisions. But I do think it's both. And that's something I've grown into as this craft of mine has changed and evolved four or five years ago. No way, Evan. I would have been like, nope, it's all mindset. It's all mindset. That's all it is. But I just don't believe that anymore. I really, really love your answer because I feel the exact same. And I, I've, I honestly don't think I can call to mind a, a, a coach like yourself who puts it quite that way. Right. Like I pretty much every other coach I know is like mindset, mindset, mindset. That's like, no, that's, that's, that's everything. And it is very important, you know, because if you don't, like you're saying, if you have that like head trash, which I think is a really cool term that I'm probably going to steal. But like, if you, (laughs) if you have that, then like it makes taking that action very, very difficult, you know, because that's something I see. I mean, you could look up online right now, how to grow a six figure business and see thousands of articles walking you through step by step. So why isn't everyone a millionaire, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because, you know, everyone has head trash that Mm -hmm. makes them, you know, unable to take those action steps, but those action steps are still important. I feel like, wow, you're working on the mindset because I think you can then fall into the trap of like only working on the mindset. And if you're doing that and it's, it's easy to think, Oh, if I just do this and everything's going to happen, but I mean, no. And that even goes like, man, you just brought up so much stuff that even goes outside (laughs) of some of the business realm. You know, there are people that really get stuck working on their inner child for three years, right? There are people that really get stuck healing their inner wounds for years and years and years. And to some degree, we have to remember we're having a human experience and it's really important that we remember that as we're doing our inner work, there's also the application piece that comes into play. It's great that you're doing your healing work. It's great that you're going deeper with yourself and you're allowing that space for vulnerability and the questioning of like, where did some of these stories originate? And what does it look like when I'm talking to my employees? How does it show up when I'm talking to my husband? How does it show up when I'm taking care of my kids? We need to know what that looks like so that we can improve it and change it and shift it. It's not just the deep emotional stuff. Exactly. Because like I said, I mean, you can't really have one without the other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you want, for a lot of people, the catalyst making them do this inner work is because they want something right? They want the business or, you know, the fit body or, you know, whatever it might be. And then it's always, why don't you have it yet? Because, you know, everyone knows, I mean, you know, you you know how to, you know, begin to grow a business, you know, how to lose weight. So, you know, why isn't everyone rich and fit, you know, because there's mindset problems and, and people recognize that at some point. I feel like that's the catalyst for a lot of people to do this transformational work. But, you know, like, like, like we're saying, Sometimes they just do the transformational inner work, which is great, but it does not actually lead to any business success. Exactly. Exactly. You and I could sit here and have a full-on conversation about boundaries and what that looks like in your life and what that looks like in my life and what the history of boundaries has looked like. But if you or I don't know how to lead this conversation and use our voice and have good communication to set and implement boundaries or look at our calendar and take away the things that are draining us and really honor ourselves, then in my mind, we've only gotten so far. Exactly. Because really, I mean, if you do not take action, then nothing changes. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is 
that that's not like it's kind of the opposite of like the inner work, right? The inner works. There's a lot of, a lot of, you know, power, like doing that inner work. It's like, it's taking action, but it's not, it's, it's healing, right? It's not yes. like you're not building anything or creating anything. Absolutely. And we see, you know, confidence is something that everybody wants. Who doesn't want confidence, right? Everybody wants confidence. Confidence is something that we work towards. We don't just think our way into confidence. Confidence is built on repetition, which is another reason why that application piece is so important. We can do the inner work around being seen on our fear of failure and, you know, fear of rejection. I have a podcast and I had all kinds of head noise that was showing up when I first started my podcast about what if nobody listens and, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I just recorded this episode and it sounds horrible. I can do a better job, right? But if we don't give ourselves the opportunity to go out and put those episodes out, we're not going to feel stronger about the thing that we're trying to do. We're not going to build that confidence about the thing that we're trying to learn because we're solely focused on healing the deeper part of us that is affecting the action on the other end. Exactly. I mean, that's what happened to me when I started my podcast. I'm over 200 episodes in now. My listeners know this. Congratulations. Uh, sure. That's wonderful. Thank you, thank you. But when I when I started my podcast, I I grew up as a very introverted shy kid, right? Raising, you know, being called on in class to 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 go up and answer questions or something was like the scariest thing ever. And I needed to start a podcast because I just, I needed to with what my business is, uh, and I did a couple of years ago, and I could have done inner work and waited. But instead, I just started the podcast and the podcast kind of functioned as the work. And the more I did it, the more comfortable I became, where now I find myself to be more extroverted than introverted. You know, I, I'm, the, I'm the person at a, at a party or a networking event or whatever, I'm going up to people and introducing myself and enjoying the, you know, the experience. I'm not petrified by fear. You know what I mean? And I honestly attribute most of that to my podcast, right? Absolutely. And so- yeah, yeah. Have you yourself, you seem to be kind of resonating with that. Did you see any kind of a similar experience? I'm nodding my head because you just alluded to something that I think people get so stuck in, and that's the personality types mm. of identifying I am an INFP or I am an ENFJ or whatever they are. They can be helpful to a degree. But again, it's that same thing. When you label yourself, part of what you're also doing is creating a trap of saying I'm always going to be an introvert. And of course, a hundred percent. Do I struggle with my podcasting more? No, I'm also, I've got 200 something episodes. We're, we're, let's give each other a high five. We're 200 plus episode uh, buddies for our podcast, right? Yeah. But do I feel differently about it now than I did when I first began? Absolutely. It's completely different. It's like second nature to me now, but it didn't begin that way. And to your point, you just started taking action. You know, for somebody else, Maybe they wanted to do their healing work before they get started. That's fine too. I'm actually not a believer. And I know this goes kind of like against what the online industry will tell you. I'm not a believer that there's one way for everyone. I think we all do things in very different ways. We're here for very different purposes and journeys. There's different coaches that will land with different people. There's not one best coach for everyone. And there's not one best process for everyone. For you, you know, when I take action, that's how I hijack my way to success. And then I could focus on the healing work, maybe while or during or after. That's cool, right? Maybe there's space for it then. For somebody else, it might be, 
I really have some stuff I need to work through before I put myself out there. So I'm going to flip it and do that first and then go do the application piece. And that's fine too. I don't think there's a right way. I think there's just learning what works for each individual person and giving ourselves the opportunity to do that is what's most important. Exactly. And I think it takes, I mean, it can take people years, decades even to kind of unlearn the processes you're taught in school, because that's kind of what we're, that's what this is, right? When you go through school, there's one way to do everything. But when you're living life, especially when you're an entrepreneur creating a business, okay, yeah, I mean, there are a few things you have to do, right? You have to, you know, make sure you're doing everything illegally. You know what I mean? And, and, And sure, there are best practices for certain things, but at the same time, like, there are no actual rules. You know, as long as you're operating legally, there are no rules. You can build your business however you want. And I think there's, I think where people get stuck and and there's nothing inherently wrong with this because, you know, you have to make money and market yourself. But a lot of coaches out there or, you know, business owners or people in that space, right? They have their, their niche and their expertise and they have their course or their program or whatever it is on that thing, which is great. But the problem is now with the online industry, I don't know if saturated is the right word, but there are just a lot of, of, of coaches and leaders and business owners, which again is great. But for someone who is maybe insecure or unsure about how they want to build their business, it's very easy to get caught up in all of that marketing saying, do it my way. My way is the only way to do it. And if you don't do it my way, like if you do it my way, you'll make your six figures in 60 days. And if you don't, then you won't, you know, and then it's like, oh God, I need to do it this way. And that's not the case for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's just something I've noticed um, in, in the kind of the, the industry. And I also, well, let me ask you this. Do you kind of see the same thing? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a difference between good copy and good results. And sophisticated yeah. buyers know the difference between good copy and good results. And there's always going to be new people coming into every industry that maybe they don't know that yet. But if, if, you know, you're starting out as an entrepreneur right now and you're leaving in corporate position or making a transition, remember that there is a difference between good copy and good results because that will save you a lot of time and possibly money spending time and money and effort and energy on things that don't move the needle forward. Um, That being said, the, the thing, the way I'll answer this is what's brought me success. Is that okay? Yeah. So what's actually brought me a really successful coaching business is focusing on two things. It is the craft of the work and building my network. Those are the two things that I have focused on for the last five and a half years and why I believe that I stay as busy as I do and why there's, I don't go through valleys in my business. It stays very profitable. It keeps growing. And I believe that is because I did not focus on a lot of the the funnels and the hacks and having a good website and having a a great brand. I just focused on the work of the clients to make sure that the people that I was working with were getting really, really good results. What are they telling their friends about me? Are they happy that they've invested in me? Will they keep working with me? Am I bringing them results and the people that I know? Those two things, if I was to start all over again, I would do it the same way. And I feel like a lot of people right now are so stuck in the noise of all the flashy ads that they see online and and this, that, and the other, that they forget about the core elements of what builds a foundation in a thriving business. And it is your customers and your ability to give your customers results. 
Right, exactly. I think that is an incredible way to look at it <laughs> and way to go about it. But I want I want to go back to something you said earlier, and I wanted to really highlight it because it resonated with me. You were talking about those like personality test results. Mm-hmm. You know, you could take those personality tests, and you're the I N F whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think I've ever taken it for myself, <laughs> but like. I can understand that, you know, that if you take that and you get those results, it kind of, it kind of trap yourself in that, right? Because there is, you know, there's, there's almost a certain pride in whatever your result is, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I, I'm this, right? And of course, those tests, they tell you all the, like the great qualities that you have is that, right? Um, so it's like, I'm this, and there's a certain pride in that. And so I find, and this is something I, I struggle with, because I think I, I took those kinds of personality tests when I was younger. And I remember kind of feeling this way. There's a certain pride in your results and you find yourself doing things or I guess more importantly, not doing things to keep that image, right? And as humans, we naturally evolve. I mean, I'm sure I, the last time I took these tests was when I was like 16 or 18 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so if I took that test right now and I could somehow find the results from when I did it before, it would be completely different, I'm sure. You know, that's because I let go of that, like, persona, I guess you could say. And I wasn't trying to keep any persona. I was just being whoever I was in that moment, you know. And so I just really wanted to highlight that because I just hope people, you know, stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah, and letting go of those stories. And that's what's so great about being a student of earth school, right? Like... Who knows how many stories you and I are going to let go of between now and the next 30 years of our life and who we're going to become. I mean, I've I've gotten the opportunity to work with some really, really incredible people, some of which were told they had extreme ADD or ADHD or dyslexia or Asperger's or all of these things in school, yet they go on to develop extremely profitable companies and grow massive teams. All of the labels that we're given, whether it's when we're six years old or when we're 50 years old, we get to decide what they mean as far as the limitations or the expansion they have on our life. And questioning those stories is really, really, really important. Exactly. And like I said before, it can take people years, sometimes decades to move away from that because that is the entirety. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in America, right? I grew up in California. I'm 24 right now. So I'm still on the young side. So it's definitely been a hot minute since I've been in the school system, but it's recent enough where it's still relatively fresh, you know, in the scheme of grand scheme of life. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it took me a while and luckily it took me less time than most because I have a lot of you know, I have role models in my life that, that help me with this. But this is what we're saying right now is the opposite of what you're taught in, in school, right? You were labeled constantly every single day. Are you an A student? Are you a D student? Do you do you how many extracurriculars do you take? What is your role in those extracurriculars? It's just you are labeled constantly throughout that entire process and then it's like you graduate and then you just look for someone else to give you a new label so you can try to live up to that label and that's not how life works you know what i mean absolutely and so i think some of the most successful people in the world were terrible in that kind of construct (laughs) yeah you know they, they didn't operate well in the 
taking standardized tests and writing papers and traditional school methods, they were energetic. I would, I would use this term energetically suffocated in that kind of construct, but with the freedom to use their creativity and imagination, that's when they explode. So it's really, really interesting what happens in all of our lives when we start taking those labels apart and removing them and really shifting into what else is available to us when the labels aren't there. Exactly. And I mean, it's really about realizing that you don't need to have any labels, Mm -hmm. right? It's really just you wake up and you're just yourself for Mm -hmm. that day. I don't, you know, I don't try to be anyone or anything i just am you know what i mean and i think that it can take people a long time to kind of relearn that after school and i always like to kind of say when i talk about uh, the school system like this there's always like the caveat of there's nothing inherently wrong with the school system a lot of people thrive in that environment and that's great for them it just wasn't the case for me and this that was like kind of my experience you know i feel like it's that case for a lot of people it's just difficult to kind of express that or, or realize it if that makes sense yeah absolutely absolutely yes 100 percent, mallory i i think we could probably talk about all of this for hours but i want to make sure <laughs> i respect your time and the time of our listeners so i want to thank you truly for coming on the podcast today because it's kind of interesting i i i oftentimes like to ask my guests specifically to share like a piece of actionable advice but honestly everything we've been talking about so far has kind of been that right it's about it's the inner work stuff but it's 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 necessary for taking the action so i appreciate you mallory for coming on the podcast and sharing these incredible insights for people who are interested in you and in the work that you're doing where can they find out more about you yeah, easiest place, because my name is a little hard to spell. Go to AbundantlyClearPodcast.com, and that'll take you to the back end of my website where my podcast is, and then you can go check everything out. Perfect. There it is. I encourage everyone listening to check that out. It will be linked up in the show notes um, to make it easy. And Mallory, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So, again... Thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.